his attitude of approach to it. And I spoke to the church about how that they should not feel that way that when a sinner comes to the altar, the whole church are together right around. Don't you believe that? Not long ago, down near Birchville, Kentucky, where I was born, it was on Memorial Day. About five years ago, I was speaking there on Sunday afternoon, and I was just thinking a few moments ago, what a difference. Here we are, cars parked around, a lovely auditorium, and down there was a little old church made of clapboard shingles, split logs, way back up in the when they'd taken me up that day, there was horses all along. The speaking of the morning had him singing. I was standing there on the platform. They had the amen corner on one side and the ladies over on the other side. And they were didn't have no song book at all. They had an old organ that you pumped with a stick. Did you ever see one? Let's see if anybody ever seen an organ. Oh, yeah, that you pump with a great big pole that got out of the woods and pumped this organ. And sometimes they wouldn't use it because some of the keys were out. They had an old tuning fork. They'd get to that part, the ministry would all catch it and start singing. They were singing, We'll fear no evil when we come to die for Jesus. Take us in his arms and carry us safely home. Those people, how that they respected God. I spoke to him about divine healing that afternoon. And or that night, rather. And the next day I was squirrel hunting up on the side of the hill. I heard the saws going down the collar, and I thought I'd go down to see what they were doing. Four or five men were standing down there. The rival setting against a tree, but huge goes on. And they were sawing wood, and one of them speaking said, I believe that preacher told the truth. And one of them said, That was a blankety blankety mister. That's the only way he had to express himself, I guess. And there was, I walked up where they were at, they were talking. One of them had a great big chew of tobacco. Almost looked like that big sticking out the side of his mouth. Jaw stuck down. He was just a head speaker. When I walked up, I said, hello. And they turned around. This big fella looked at me. Swallowed that chew of tobacco. Took off his hat and said, good morning, folks. Right now. I thought, wow, that was enough to kill him almost. A great big wad of tobacco like that. But while speaking in the afternoon, dinner had been served. Of course, I believe the people up here, that would have been lunch. But it's dinner. I eat three meals a day, breakfast, dinner, and supper down there in the south. So I got mixed up when they were going to say dinner time up here. Supper time. I, I missed out supper. Anyhow, the horses were chomping down in the woods. I was speaking on the subject of the resurrection of Christ. And when a 
big old boy sitting back there, the place was crowded and full, and he ran to the altar, hollered, God have mercy on my soul. And when he came up, well, he never got halfway to the altar, or God had saved me. Well, there's about 50 of those old mammies out there, grabbed him around the neck and down the altar and then went with him. There's about 50 some odd conversions that afternoon. And now they didn't get down there and just make a dry-eyed confession and get up. They prayed through about two hours, though. They got up their shoulders so wet you could just bring them out before they perspired. They got up shouting and down to the woods and up over the hill. They went hard, hallelujah, hallelujah. Listen, folks, they might have been Baptists, but they had real old-time Holy Ghost religion. That's right, because they lived that way. By your fruits, you're known. That's true. Now, while I read, you pray, if you will. Over in 15th chapter of St. Luke, we wish to read these verses of the Scripture, beginning with the 11th verse of the 15th chapter of St. Luke. And it said, A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me, and divided, divided unto them, split. Not many days after the younger gathered all together and took his journey to a far country, and there wasted his substance around his And we had spent all their rolls a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him to his field to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hard servants my father had, bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I sin against heaven and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son, make me one of thy hard servants. And he rose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, and had compassion, and ran, fell on his neck, and kissed him. His son said unto him, Father, sent against heaven and thy father.
for just a few moments. The one thing, a noticeable, Jesus speaking this parable, he was trying to express the feeling of the Father to the lost, to those who are alienated from God, gone out. Remember, one time we were all cut off from God, without mercy, without hope, walking about in the world of darkness, lost forever. Jesus taken our place as a sinner and died in our stead. And the Father received the gladness that such as will come to the How marvelous God. I've often wondered what would life be? What would I ever expect if it had not been for Jesus? Or where would I be? What would be my faith? I laid on the hospital not long ago. Look at Adam. 
made, they made paper fig leaves and cut that around. The fig leaves. But when they came to the place where God called Adam and Eve to stand before him, they realized that they had a man-made religion. The word religion means a covenant. And they were covered by self-made Abram. You see it? Now, that strain is in man yesterday. And instead of trying to come God's way of repentance and believing on His Son, letting the blood of His Son cleanse us from our sins, we slip around, try to find some other way, some way of escape. From coming God's way, we'll say, well, this religion, we'll join this, or we'll do this, where it's not quite so strict. And the big made leaves, when they had to face God, was no good. And you'll find out, my dear friend, that man-made very theories will not stand when you're coming down to the last breath of this body, this life, it's good to live for those things, but you can't die by that. Now, I guess for my age of the ministry, I've probably stood by as many dying people as, as anyone of my age because I've been much called on to the dying. Not long ago, a certain young lady in our city had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She came up to the tabernacle. Another young lady in the city, very popular, belonged to a modern type of religious group that denied the blood and the covering and said that we were a pup and a bunch of holy rollers because that we believed in the saving grace of Christ. If that's what it takes to be a holy roller, then I am one, for I believe in the blood. This young lady went to dance shows, but she was the Sunday school teacher in the church. The church denied the blood of Christ. That there was no such a thing. The pastor said it dried up 1900 years ago. The social gospel. And by and by, the young lady got out with this boy. Fine looking little lady. This little girl came up the tabernacle. She kind of dressed kind of old fashioned. She used to go down the street and her hair pulled back to the tight as she could get it without the. Ever what you call the manicure on her face? Ever what the stuff is that they wear? On down the street, she would go. Yes, it's the truth. We teach you against it. God help preachers to get out to the gospel. Listen, ladies. There was only one woman in the Bible that ever painted herself to meet a man, and that was Jezebel, and God sent her to the dog. So when he said, well, that's how do this dog meet? That's exactly what it was. God sent her to the dog. 
don't want to be like her. God will make you pretty in your ways. Pretty isn't pretty to us. But even our holiness churches are letting down. You know that's true. You better come back to the old viewing line again. Back to the gospel. Now, notice this young lady, she just carried on everywhere. Went out to dances and parties and so forth. She take it sick. She didn't understand what was the matter, but when the doctor got to her, she had a material disease to get too far from her. Tried some shots, but it didn't work. So the pastor told her she go right on to heaven because she was a so they all gather in the room to see her go out the angels of the Lord come together. Just passed from the street a little while before that. Pastor was standing out in the hall of the home, lovely big home, fine people. He just stepped out of the room, coming to a class of all men singing songs, to see her go to heaven. And the pastor stepped out to smoke out in the hall, and when death struck the girl, she began to get history. She said, "Where is that girl?" They said, "What girl?" She said, "Here's all your questions, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about that girl that called her name that from up there at the tabernacle that used to speak to me about my soul." Said, "Go get her." They went to the pastor, and he came running in. He said, now, honey, listen. He said, we'll call the doctor and give you a shot. You're getting a little hysterical. She said, I'm not hysterical. She said, you deceiver of man. I'm lost and going to hell because you taught me that. And the girl died and went out to meet God lost, crying for the girl that had tried to tell her what was right. Look, brother, when you come down to the end of this life's journey, you wish you had a lived a holy clean life before God. Be sure to remember that. Now about your church, what you belong to, that doesn't mean nothing. What you are in your heart. God ain't going to ask you whether what church you belong to. What you are in your heart is what God is going to say. Notice how the Jesus speaking here about the Father and the Son going away. He must have been, had this on his mind, of how that God searching, calling, pulling the people to repentance. And today the Holy Spirit still going through the land, calling out to the lost and the dying. Before we leave this here about the big leaves, I wish to say one more word. Notice what God did. God, when he met with Adam and Adam, they had their own made religion. As it's been 24 hours ago to someone, said, Brother Brandon, you know what my religion is? He said, my religion is the golden rule. I said, that's good, but that hasn't got any salvation. That's right. Except the man be born again, he will know why it's in the Born of the Spirit of God. Renewed, regenerated, become a new person in Christ Old things passed away and all things become new. The bird changed over, going to roll the twist, turn, come this way. Why 
as they stood before God, as was afraid to come out, he said, I'm naked. Now notice, God went out and got some skin and come in and made aprons and tied them around. Now notice, if God got skin, he had to kill something. Something had to die to make a cover. And he killed something and got the skin off of it. And something died in their place because the penalty was dead. So an innocent victim had to die for the guilty to cover them up. And so is it today, friends. Not the golden rule, which is all right. Not the few commandments, which is holy. But God gives something to cover you up. His Son, Christ Jesus, died on Calvary, the innocent for the guilty, to make a way that you and I might be innocent in Him before God. That's the thing that the Holy Spirit is churching through the land today to try to find someone to believe on Him. On now, our story starts a very pathetic story to me. As I shall try to approach the just a little bit now, listen closely. Let's set a drama this afternoon. Picture back just a little bit so that the children might receive God help our children. Not long ago, the great G. Edgar Hoover outfit, Captain Al Frog, great man, over all the juveniles of the Hoover outfit, came to my meeting to convert and led to Christ. I stood in his office, what it was, out of Fresno, California, and had a meeting three nights. We went there to Seattle.
gets the fire, gets the sash, his mother, his father. The first thing he said, Father, I want you to give me my potion. I'm tired laying around the house here and doing these things. All I'm doing is let me go to church and rest the morning. I want to do as the rest of them does. Don't you never follow the crowd. You follow me. Well, that's the attitude of them people, isn't it? I want to do like the rest of them does. Don't know if you're patterned yourself by them. Patterned or you're patterned by me. Then I hear the people you say. I hear the father say, well, son, this is the only way I have to live. This is the only life that well, I have an inheritance. You give it to me, my right. What is your right? I can see the poor father and father even very much. Well, what are you going to do, son? He said, I'm going down to the city and live like the devil. The vocation. Uh, mother and I, we loved him with all of our hearts. We want to be good to him. We've done everything we can. But that was satisfying. Satan has got a whole call. For he was going down to the city to live by the direct worldly people. Then I see his father tell the mother, say, Mother, you know what happened? Uh uh, our boy. They got the wrong crowd. He's a young man now, so he had to tell the farm, take all that I have and divide it among you. God bless you, dear old brother. I had one of them one day. How I loved her. I told her goodbye. I had to hear she had to I told her mother had to go very long. I was so enjoyed by what she did. I said, Mother, I don't know what I'm so mother, I can see the current of stories that you can see her go to her son and say, son, mother can watch the door and go to her and try to do everything she could for you. Now I hear you say, mama, you get on the way with that stuff. That's old time. I don't want something like that. I'm going to have my way. I'm really of age now, so I'm going to have my way about it. See her cut her arms down in the buggy. She was buggy and she was taking her arms down. She don't want to shoot her mother. Go up catching her mother. She had to stop her little feet. The guy said they would be too crazy to fall asleep. Without natural attention. That's the way it is today. The child rules the home now and she's the father and mother. They're the ones who go to the boss. Without natural I see the mother talking look at the folks. One of these days, Oh, 
that boyfriend, that girlfriend of yours in the church that oh, look at you, isn't that awful? You're just a little bit ashamed. There'll be a time when you won't be ashamed, brother. A long old young lady come in college, her mother watched over the board of the at college. And when she drove in the station, she had a brought a young girl with her. She got away from Bob and away from the church. The young girl was with her. The young girl sitting in the train looking out. There stood her mother on the outside. She was all scarred up. And the young girl was with the other coming from college. said, Look at that old haggy looking woman. That is isn't she hard My, wouldn't you be dead except at the table with her? Father, put a sale sign up now. You're kind of dramatizing this, of course. 
benefit the young people, then I can see put a sale sign up to sell the old farm, get all the goods together, and divide it up among the boys. Mother and dad will just live as long as their potion lasts, maybe, and then it'll be over. Notice, I can see when they divided the potion to the young boy, got his money in his pocket, he said, now I'll have a good time. The next morning I'm seen going to say to his mother, old lady, pack my clothes now, I'm going to leave in the morning. Oh my, how that poor old mother going to get the little things that he wore when he was a little boy. Tuck them away, look at them, I see her pick up a little pair of shoes. You know, mothers like to keep things like that. Mama's got my old shoes that I wore when I was She's got the long dress like she had the baby. It's a treasure to a mother's heart. I see this old mother take these little shoes and set them up on the organ. Get down there and pray and say, Oh, God, take care of this boy. Leaving me now. How many of you ever had an old-fashioned mother like that? Let's see your hand. Oh, aren't they lovely and sweet? Take care of my boy. He's gone out to the world, and I don't know what'll happen to him. Only take care of him, Father. Pray. Did you ever have your mother pray for you? Oh, when my little old mother, I've seen her go back in the room to herself when we would be without food and kneel down on her knees and cry out to God. God give us some more old-fashioned praying mothers like that. That's the backbone of our nation. That's right. Good God saves mothers. I can see her crying out to God, God, take care of my boy. No matter what you ever do, she's forgiven. Her heart's always ready to forgive and come back. Then I can see the old daddy just weary, walking back and forth and down the outside. The barn up in the house, back and forth. And I hear Mother go to and say, What's the matter, Dad? Oh, I don't know, Mother. You know, our parents, if they're good, God saved people, they worry about their children. I'm a father myself, and I've got the boys in your business, and right now. God knows, Mother. I just want those heads to die the day for me, let me die 10,000. It's the love that we have for our offspring. That's the reason God so loved the Lord, His offspring. That He came Himself and died that we might be free. Paid the penalty Himself. I noticed this father weary walking back and forth up and down. The next day, when it comes time for the boy to leave, I see him packing his little suitcase and get out there. I see go around and say, Long folks and start off, Mother, say just a moment. Before you go, let's have prayer one more time. Kneel down the forty to the old mother and dad with their arms around one another. Pray to God. God, we pray that He was to this Lord. He's gone out from away from us now, wandering. Please, Father, take care of our I'm going to say, or just restless father afraid. They didn't want to hear them prayers of mother and dad. No more. He had other things on his mind. That's the reason sometimes we're impatient. Just can't wait a few minutes. Can't pray. Can't wait for a prayer. 
thing individually for a few as uh, Brother Hyde Brown moves him away from the uh, altar. Uh, he He's preached until he's just about preached himself out. They're actually taking him away. Oh, praise the Lord. This is simply wonderful. One of the greatest altar services we've ever seen. Shake hands with them and pray for them. Well, bless the Lord. There he goes now.